And coming up next on 2NURFM, Thursday Finance. And Stephen Pritchard joining me, Jane Klein. We've also got a couple of special guests. We're going to be looking at applying for a home loan with Lynn and Matt, who are banking advisors with the National Australia Bank the ins and outs of what you need to do and think about. We'll have our weekly market update and find out what stocks and companies are making news and we'll also take a look at currencies and commodities. Stephen Pritchard, first question I'd like to ask you is, there's a big headline in the Sydney Morning Herald this morning that the median house price in Sydney has fallen quite a bit. Um, is that going to happen in Newcastle and what's it going to mean for us all? Oh, I, 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 house prices have, a, have had a, a, a huge increase over the last two to three years and all that's happening now is the market starting to correct. I think you'll find that um, parts of Newcastle uh, you know, over the last two years have, uh, have gone up 20 to 30%. And those type of rises are just unsustainable. And what's happening now is the price in Sydney, the median house price in Sydney touched a million dollars um, about 12 months ago. And over the last year, it's drifted back. So, so it's it's but now below a million dollars. I mean, a million dollars for a house is a lot of money and it prices a lot of first homeowners out of the market. I expect that um, that the prices are similarly going to come down in, in, in Newcastle. And it, I'd be very careful about buying anything off the off the plan of these new unit developments. It wasn't so long ago, a few years ago, that uh, people went to settle those on the honeysuckle and they were worth less than they'd actually paid for them. So, so you know, if you're going to buy stuff off the plan, um, bear in mind that, you know, it's going to be two to three years before the time you have to settle and um, conditions could have considerably changed by then. Mm. And we have some people to talk about later if you if you want to buy a home um, later on the show from the National Bank in Hamilton to to talk to people about the, how you go about getting a loan. Yes, looking forward to talking forward to, to hearing what Lynn and Matt have got to say about that. In the meantime, what about currencies and commodities, Stu? Well, you know things are going along there. Um, the gold pri- the gold price um, there's not much change in the in the commodities on the week. I mean, the gold price was down one point four percent to sixteen thousand and four dollars. Sorry, sixteen hundred and four dollars an ounce. Um, the silver price was up three point five five percent to twenty one dollars an ounce, and the the industrial minerals um, copper um, was, was um, steady at six thousand three hundred forty two dollars a ton, and the nickel price was steady at, at about one dollar, uh, about eleven thousand eight hundred twenty four dollars a ton, which has increased about one percent. So there's really no change on the on the the previous week in those. Um, the currencies, the the Australian dollar, much to uh, the Reserve Bank's um, dis- yeah, disappointment here continues to rise. It's up to uh, 78 uh, US cents. So, so any of those people thinking about going overseas, your holiday, holiday got another 1.5% cheaper in the last week. Yeah. Um, uh, so you're off again to the US. Oh, of course, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow, I think. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know... Not so long ago, the forecasters were saying that the Australian dollar was going to be 50 cents by the end of the year, so we're going to have to have a big fall to get to that now. Um, and we're up uh, pretty steady against the Great British Pound at 54p. Um, the New Zealand dollar, we were down slightly against the New Zealand dollar to $1.11. And the euro, we're, we're up 1% against the euro, so holidays to Europe. Um, those boat cruises on the uh, the Rhine seem to be very popular. I've had a few clients go on those lately. So you're uh, off tomorrow too, No, I'm not off tomorrow. I said clients, not me. Um, I think we've got two over there at the moment, though. Um, 69p um, euros to Australian dollar. Mm. So you're off there to, on a boat cruise down the road. Oh, right well, why yeah. not? Seems yeah. the thing to do. Seems the thing to do. Lynn's probably going. Um, the 
all ordinaries, the, the, for, for people in the, uh, invest in the share market, um, they've got another 3% money last week to, to spend on their bakeries. So the ordinaries was up 3% on the week to 5,281. Um, the Dow Jones, which is the, one of the major US indexes, was up 1% to 18,096. And the UK index, which is the FTSE, was up uh, 1% to 6,410. So, so equity investors around the world did quite well last week. And has ours risen more proportionally than the uh, other yep, countries? Yep. Yep, the other major yep, ones. Yep. Mm. We were up three three times, which is only three percent though, three times what we increased to to the US. Should we feel happy about that? Oh, not at the moment. Not okay. At the moment. <laughs> Moving Fixed on. It so much. <laughs> um, despite all the government politicking, the the real world continues to go on. Um and uh, oil price, the Wix Texas in a minute crude price was uh, down 4% on the week to $54 a barrel. So that, that's starting to trend down again after trending up for a while. Um, and of course, the unleaded fuel price, which is what we put in our fuel tanks in Newcastle, um, it's surprisingly because the school holidays are on, it, it dropped 11% to uh, $1. four a litre. So... Um, Fill up before the final weekend, you might You think it's going to go up? No, no, I wouldn't say anything. (laughs) The final weekend's um, tomorrow, isn't it? Yes, Mm. yes, tomorrow. So, yeah, so it went up. It actually did go back. It went up on looking at the historical stuff. It went up the first weekend. Went up 11%. Now we've come back. So you think as people fill up to go home, the price is going. Anyhow, we'll see next week. We will. We'll see next week. At the week. moment, it's a dollar and four. Dollar four this morning. In Newcastle, yeah. right? Yeah. In Sydney, it's a dollar seven. So, so it was down 11%. Uh, so we're cheaper than Sydney for a change. And diesel? And diesel. Um, diesel was down half a percent to a dollar 13 a litre. And um, Sydney price was down um, 2% to a dollar four cents a litre. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if the fuel price goes up. To a new RFM, it's 26 past 12. This is Thursday Finance for our sponsor, Pritchard and Partners. And Stephen Pritchard, looking at the market and all the companies that keep doing things that keep us talking, Qantas isn't returning cash to its investors at the moment. At the moment. Well, a few weeks ago, Qantas announced that they, they were examining ways to, to um, reward investors um, for their patience during the troubled times and they were going to probably do some kind of share buyback or something to return some cash to investors. Well, this week they're now saying that um, the... the, the, the um, the um, volume of traffic isn't increasing as fast across the Qantas network as they expected and therefore they're they're going to have to delay returning money to investors. I mean, one of the things that's led to the big turnaround in profits profits hasn't actually been the increase in volume of of travellers. It's actually been um, the fall in the oil price, which makes a big difference to to running Qantas and any other airline. So. Uh, on a positive note, the chairman of Qantas bought a hundred thousand dollars of shares in Qantas this week, which uh, so he's got confidence. Well, he's got confidence, yeah. So that that immediately had a had a, a increase in share price as a result of that, um, uh, or, or maybe to distract the investors' attention from the, the, the cash returns not coming. Mm. So presumably, it will come eventually. It's just not yet. As far as we know, as yes. far as we know, as far as we know, they're, <laughs> okay. they're still saying they're looking at it. Yes, and, 
Yeah, what about our next company? Oh, Slater and Gordon. It's continuing saga. Slater Gordon, the uh, the uh, one of Henry's favourite stocks. Um, Slater and Gordon, as we know, is a, a litigation lawyer um, specialising in personal injury claims. Um, they've bought a, a US uh, a UK business for eight hundred million um, last year, and three months later had to write off the whole value. Um, the banks aren't happy, so the banks have basically stepped in and um, advising Slater and Gordon on a restructuring plan, and um, it's supposed to boost the profitability. And the banks have given them ten months uh, at this stage to try and turn. Around the business now, despite spending all this money in the in the US, uh, the UK, sorry, the only part of Slater and Gordon that's actually making money is the historic personal injury business in Australia. So I think you see that they're, they're probably going to dispose of the UK business. Um, I notice none of the boards gone though, and and scale back their operations in Australia to to um, a, to a more profitable and sustainable business. But I think you're going to find it's going to be a long time before the share price gets back up to the $8 mark. Mm. Well, we spoke um, earlier at the beginning of the program about the house price, median house price in Sydney falling and uh, forecasts for McGrath's Yes, well, McGrath Real Estate floated um, probably six months ago with great fanfare and great profit projections at around $2.30 a share. Um, Since then, um, the the share price has... uh, Continue to fall. Um, they're now they've announced, I think, two profit downgrades now, and the shares are worth uh, less than half what people subscribed for them um, originally. Uh, yeah, about six months ago. Um, so you know, th- this is a one. That, I mean, there's two lessons to be learned about this. Um, you know, McGrath Real Estate depends on. Um, um, transactions in real estate to to generate their commissions. Uh, apparently, they're falling, and it's a sign of markets that 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 markets always go up on increasing volumes and fall on decreasing volumes. So, if if there's less transactions going through McGrath Real Estate, um, that that kind of confirms the story in the Sydney Morning Herald that that the prices will be falling. And the other the other the other the other issue is um, IPOs generally. Um, you need to be particularly careful about what you're actually buying, understanding what you're in, you're buying, and more importantly, who are you buying from? Now, you're buying from the principal of McGrath Real Estate who extracted a lot of money from the business when it floated. Um, he's probably sold at the top of the market and the, the, the investors have uh, uh, um, come in and, and paid top dollar. And particularly with big name um Floats like this, you know, you need to be particularly careful. A few years ago, it was Meyer. Same thing happened. Meyer's never got back near the near the float price. Mm-hmm. Now, ASIC and the banks have had a bit of a love affair, perhaps. Well, you know, the, the opposition's been calling for um, an inquiry into the banks. Um, the scandal in the banks go on. I mean, the the CBA had the had the. Uh, um, you know the financial planning scandal, the problems with the acquisition of Bank West, and now the insurance business is not paying out claims that appear they should have been claimed out. So that that's all played into the hands of the opposition. Um, the, the government's given 120 million dollars to ASIC to to um, to do the job that they're supposed to be already doing to to further investigate the bank. So it's going to be interesting to see what what, what comes out well, of this. Mm-hmm, I mean, the, the real issue is that the bank, the real issue, the banks are far too big. Um, you know, they're in too many sectors of the economy they shouldn't be in. And, you know, they, they need to be split up. The bank, a bank should be a bank and shouldn't be in insurance and wealth management. There's just too many inherent conflicts of interest. And in the US, there's actually reports in the US saying that the big banks need to be 
need to be split up. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if the inquiry actually comes up with that result and if it does, what actually gets done. Well, a company that has done a fair bit of splitting up like that over the past few years is BHP in yes. the resource sector. Yes, and, yeah. uh, They've also been in the news lately. Well, BH, BHP's, um, um, you know, you know uh, split into South 32, um, which was the orphan assets allegedly, but South 32 has actually performed far better than BHP, you know, particularly in the last you know month or so. Um, and BHP is now saying that the production of iron ore is um, going to fall. Um, which has fallen in the, the, this quarter um, in response to, to, to falling demand, but that's not going to ham, hamper future growth. So I don't, I don't know how that's kind of going to occur. And, and they've also announced that they're stepping up um, oil exploration now, um, so they're in a position to have increased reserves when the oil um, when the oil price turns up. Now, you know, BHPs, it's, it's probably better that they spend money on oil exploration because the acquisitions they've made in the past haven't been too good. You know, they, they bought that oil business in the U, in the US at the peak of the market and promptly wrote off $20 billion. And once again, I noticed none of the boards resigned over that. So mm. it's a mm. common theme here. Now, Perpetual. Well, Perpetual's a big funds manager. Um, they, they've, they've got a very strong business in Australian equities. Um, and, and what's happened there is as the market's fallen, um, of course, the value of the equities has fallen. And so Perpetual's funds under management is, is, has fallen in the last quarter. Um, you'd expect that... that, that you know, you know the, the, to a certain extent, Perpetual's results are going to depend on the buoyancy of the share market and what fees they can charge on the funds under management. And and people always like to invest when uh, markets are going up. So, um, you know, until the market has a clear direction up, I don't think you're going to see any great increase in Perpetual's funds under management or their profits for that matter. Hmm. And finally, when there's a bit of uncertainty ah, in the stock stocks. market, well, gold. the gold the gold price is interesting because the gold stocks are having a real run here in Australia, and one of the reasons is was the was the fall in the Australian dollar from um, from around a from around a dollar US to to um, well we're down to seventy eight now I suppose, and and the gold's priced in 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 um, the gold sales are priced in US dollars, so and and gold stocks are, are highly leveraged to the production. Uh, price of gold, so their fixed costs are in eight dollars, and as as the price of gold goes up, the, the, it just drops to their bottom line. So, um, Newcrest is is getting up to to eighteen dollars now. Three months ago, it was fourteen dollars, and that's Australia's largest gold producer. So, you, as long as the gold price goes, it continues where it is, and assuming the Australian dollar doesn't go up too much, I think you're going to see a continued run in gold stock prices over the next few months. On to a new RFM at twenty one to one Thursday. Day Finance and Stephen Pritchard taking a look at home loans and how you apply for them. Now, there's quite a complicated process. Talk us through. We've got a couple of special guests here. Yeah, we've got a lot of clients who, who, who like to go and borrow money for investment properties or just a, a home's living, and, and, and it's a bit of a daunting process if you haven't got a loan for the first time. So I thought we'd get a couple of people along from the bank to, or one of the banks to, to tell us how to do it. So, Lynn, what information do you need to do? You, do you just need to make an appointment or what do you need to do? Well, an appointment's good, Stephen, but um, pretty much you could just pop into the branch if you wanted to or give us a call. Um, even on the internet now you can apply for a loan. But basically the most important thing is that we make sure that a customer can afford to pay the debt back. So what we like to see is evidence of your income and your budget mainly. So um, depending on the employment, you would want pay slips, maybe a payment summary, financials if you're self-employed, rental statements, um, probably some transaction listings, um, 
So, so what what you need to do is mm. basically bring along your proof of income, which is your your tax return or your your pay slip or, or something like that. Yes, exactly. So that we yeah. can see. Um, you know, okay, what you're so in. so you've made this appointment with the bank. You bring this into. Is there anything else you need to bring along? Um, probably. Um, just details about your assets and liabilities and the security that you're offering for the loan. So um, that's the house you buy, you're buying? The house you're buying or the property that you already have. Yep. Yep. Okay, so you bring that all along. And and so what, what type of um, deposit are you going to generally need here? Normally 20% um, plus costs would be good because that puts you um, out of the mortgage insurance situation. Um, but we can go as low as 5%. Plus costs, so you can borrow money um, up to ninety-five percent of the value of the property that you're offering as security. So, what what do you mean plus costs? Well, costs costs like your stamp duty, um, legal fees, uh, titles office, or mm-hmm. Department of Lands, I think they call themselves now. Um, those kind of costs. Okay, so so the biggest cost there is really the stamp duty because your legal fees are only about you know fifteen hundred dollars or so, and the the, the 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 land titles offers I think I think about two hundred four hundred and thirty yeah. roughly right and and so the stamp duty is about three percent I think of the purchase price yeah, about, so about the stamp duty is quite a quite a, a bit quite a lot of money now so mm. yeah so you need a bit more than twenty percent to to not have to pay a mortgage insurance in cash that's, or deposit that's correct, yeah. yeah so so if you haven't got the cash what else can you use it for your deposit um. Well, you could use security in the property that you already have. Right. So if you have an existing property. Yeah, correct. You could do a what we call a deposit bond or deposit guarantee. Um, alternatively, you could do a family guarantee, perhaps get a family member to um, provide some equity in their property towards the... Um, towards the... To prop up your equity. To prop up your equity. Mm. So there's various ways you can get to this twenty magical 20% so you don't have to take out mortgage insurance. That's there what are a couple saying. of options, yeah. And what you need to do is go and talk to your friendly bank and or building society or credit union about how you get there. Your friendly bank would probably be the best yes, option. I'm sure you'd say that. <laughs> um, and so, so, so we, we spoke briefly on mortgage insurance. So, so what is, uh, what's, what's mortgage insurance? Well, Stephen, mortgage insurance is a one-off payment. Um, it covers the bank in case you can't make your loan repayment. So um, it's for loans that have a, a loan-to-value ratio or a loan-to-market value ratio over 80%. That means that you've got less than 20% deposit right. to put towards the property. Right. And so who, who pays that? Who pays that? Yeah, who pays the mortgage insurance? The customer. The customer pays the mortgage insurance. Yep. And and so if they haven't got the 80%, um, if they've got a borrower more, more, more than 80% of equity, yep. yeah, okay, they have to pay this mortgage insurance. So, so how much is the mortgage insurance approximately? You know, well, it depends to... on the value of the property. Right. And it depends on the um, – well, it depends on the loan and I should say the ratio. Yeah, yeah. As I said, we can, we can lend up to 95% yep. of the value of the property. So at 95%, the mortgage insurance would be fairly expensive, especially if the property was worth a lot of money. Oh, okay. So the, the, the higher the lending ratio is, the more mortgage insurance you pay. That's correct. Right. So if you're at 85%, yep. you wouldn't pay as high a mortgage insurance as if you were at 95 That's right. Stephen. Okay. Yep. And then, of course, the value of the property... Um, also affects the value of the, the premium on the mortgage insurance. Yes, it does. Okay. So is the mortgage insurance quite expensive? Oh, or it can be. I've can seen be. them up to 35000 on, um, you know, fairly expensive properties. So that's a, that's a lot of money to it try. Is a lot yeah, of money. So you want to really try and get round to the 80%. If you can. Yeah. Yep. Just, just a question from me, Lynn. Um, do many people pay or have more than the 20% that they pay? No, not – well – 
it's kind of hard to say that. I'd say probably about 50% or thereabouts would have 50% the 20%. of people have 20%. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to give you a statistic on that. Yeah. Um, but it's more usual for the 20% to, to be used as a deposit. Yeah, because most people can come up with um, ways to get around that, like a family guarantee or um, mm-hmm. additional funds. To a new RFM at 10 to 1. Let's check the weather for our sponsor, the Hunter Motor Group Maitland for new Honda, Subaru, Volkswagen and Isuzu Utes. Partly cloudy today at the moment, 23 degrees at Bob's Farm. Thursday Finance and Stephen Pritchard in the middle of applying for a home loan. <laughs> and we have um, Matt and Lynn with us who are banking advisors from the National Australia Bank. So Matt, what sort of home loan can, can we get? G'day, Steve. Mate, thanks for having us on here. Um, there's lots of different types of home loans that are that are available. Um, I mean, predominantly we're looking at variable uh, home loans. There's options to fix for one to five years. Um, you've got packages that have got offsets. So, so what's a variable home loan? So a variable home loan will move in line with uh, with the, the rates. The interest rate, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah that's correct. Yeah. Okay, so what's a, what's a fixed? So is a fixed loan then? Yep. So if you were to choose to fix, uh, you can do it, say, any period between one and five years. So that means the interest rate's fixed for... for so so, mm-hmm. so if, if you think interest rates are going to go down, you, you would go for a variable loan. And if you thought interest rates were going to go up, you'd go for a fixed loan. You could. So you that's could. what you're doing. Yeah. And, of course, if, if the difference, of course, is that with the fixed loan, fixed rate loan, you know what your commitments are for the the period, whereas if the variable rate loan, the interest rates move significantly, you could have to pay extra payments? Absolutely correct. Okay, okay. So, so um, and, and what happens if you want part fixed and part variable? Is that, is that kind of available as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, everyone's situation is different, um, but, uh, you know, we look at, you know, the individual case. Um, you could suggest doing half fixed, half variable. That's not an issue whatsoever. Okay. And is there much difference in the, the interest rates between a fixed rate and a variable rate? Or Potentially. I mean, you could have something like 30 basis points thereabouts. Right. So that's a third of a percent. Approximately. Oh, okay. So so that's about $300 a year on 100000 Could do. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what happens if you, if you want to make additional payments on your own? Because I know a lot of people like to pay off their loans as fast as they can because they, they don't want any debt. So, so what happens then? Absolutely. We encourage it, actually. Um, so, I mean, with your variable loans, absolutely pay off as much as you like, hard and fast. Um, with your fixed rate loans, um, however, there is certain restrictions with how much you can actually pay off during that fixed term. So... Okay, so you, if you take out a fixed loan, um, you, 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 there may be some additional fees if you want to pay it off early before the, the fixed term's up. That's correct. Um, so if you want to pay off extra and, and you want to get a, maybe a cheaper interest rate on the fixed loan, what, what you're better off doing is splitting into a variable and fixed so you can pay the variable rate off um, quicker and, and keep the fixed rate there. Yeah, that right? that's right. That's okay. right, because there's, there's something called economic cost which can come into it as a factor. Okay, well, that sounds too complex to get into today. And so, 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 you can basically you can set up the loan almost any way you want, with part fixed and part variable, and you really need to work out how much you want to pay off and and how soon you want to pay off the loan to determine what what components you are. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, and and then um, you mentioned something about an offset account. How, how's an offset account work here? Yeah. So basically, with an offset account, any any funds that you have in that are just as good as it actually sitting in the mortgage itself. So overall, reducing interest. Right. So you put this money in the in the, in the, your offset account, and it reduces the interest on your on your um, home loan. 
Hmm, correct. So that, that's that's quite inventive. That sounds quite good to me. And so what happens if something goes wrong, which can, you know, um, someone gets sick or, or has an accident or what, what, and they can't meet their home loan repayments, what happens then? Okay. There's a couple of different options there. So generally when we meet with a customer, we would always advise them to, to have a chat with either a financial planner to get something in place to make sure that if anything does happen, that they're protected. Um, the other options are that uh, if, if, you know, you, you've got... Uh, Say with us, we've got NAB Care, which will also help you get through the hard times rather than just sort of leaving you on your own. Um, the other things as well, um, so if you were to get sick and, and you can't work, then, um, you know, protection will cover that for you. Okay, so 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 what happens, so, so what you're talking about is um, income protection insurance to cover your home loan repayments or something. Correct. But what happens if someone hasn't got that? Is there any... Is there any um, uh, something happens and someone's in an accident for and you know you know they got broken leg or something and they can't work for six months. Yep. Um, does the bank have any um, provision to defer payments or? Yeah, or? yeah, that's where where our NAB care comes into it. So basically, we wouldn't leave you in the lurch. We'd work with you to to get through the tough times. So so all lenders have kind of got these processes that they're not going to if you if you get a month behind in your payments because of an accident or something they're not going to knock on the door and. And, and tip you out in the street. No, no. We don't like selling people out of their houses. It's actually um, it's quite an expensive and, and not a very nice um, process. So we'll do everything in our power to make sure so, that doesn't so, happen. So the lenders are trying to keep you in the house without yeah, having yeah. to... Yeah, and they, they, they go through a whole set of processes before that. Uh... Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, is it normal for people to get approval from their bank for a loan um, before they go looking for a house? Generally, it's always good to get in touch with us before you go into any auctions or anything like that. Um, we can offer things such as like an approval in principle. Um, it would obviously be subject to verifications and valuations, but definitely speak to someone that can actually say, yes, the numbers do do look good. Often wonder just which one comes first. It's kind of chicken and egg situation, yeah. but I suppose if you know you've got the money, it's much easier. Well, certainly for going to an auction, that would yeah. be essential. Auctions are always an interesting set of circumstances. Mm. Mm. So you can you can basically go in and the, the bank can assess or how much you they would lend you? Yeah, yeah. Right, so you could take your application in for the information you need for a loan, and then the bank can then tell you how much they'll lend you, and then you can work out how much you'd pay for the absolutely the property. Any, yeah, any any banker worth their salt will be able to do it on paper for you. Okay, and so just one thing that you touched on there is valuation. So, what, what do you mean by valuation? So, valuation would just confirm the price of the property. So, if you were to purchase something, say uh, whether it's off the plan or whether it's going to be you know a normal purchase, we'd confirm it against either contracts of sale. So would you send out a valuer or...? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of different ways they can do it. They can do drive-bys, external. They can do internals, uh, depending on the situation. So the bank would get an independent valuation done yeah. on the property? Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that's a really good look at applying for a, for a bank loan uh, or for a loan for, for funds. Thank you very much to Lynn and to Matt from the National Australia Bank. And thank you, Stephen Pritchard. Bring Thanks, us to Jane. the end of uh, Thursday Finance for today. We'll be back next uh, Thursday after the midday news. Catch us on podcast to nurfm.com.